0: to imago this is the first of the two stories that we have both from the collection meanwhile
1: elsewhere um which i was it was was a very very um formative collection for me huge huge moment (laughs) in my life when that came out
0: yes i have only read, read i've read like a smattering of stories in here i was i didn't get all the way through it but after i finished um the the two stories from it. I I was reading a Sybil Lamb's story, mm. uh, Cybervania, which uh, I'm, I'm still not done with yet, but it's it's really fun so far. Um, where is okay Amago? So Amago is like fucking wild. There's like
1: <laughs> I I love I love Amago so like, so much.
0: So much going on, and there it's like about like right. It's like about this like future where they have this like drug that can bring people back to life for a couple days
1: yeah Revivernal.
0: yeah but it's like and it's like while it like kind of like makes you like temporarily like immortal like during those like couple days it's like really hard for you to die again but like you will die when the drug runs off unless you get more of it but like the only like situation in which like you're legally allowed to use this drug is to like Revive murder victims so that you can like
1: catch interrogate them.
0: So you can catch their murderer. Well, like, right? I was like expecting like, okay, they revived this like woman. They're just gonna like let her like, you know, they're like gonna keep her here, and then they just like let her go home. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what? I was like, okay. I mean, I guess that's like nice. Like, I guess that's yeah. better. Like for. I her. guess like,
1: what else would you do with her?
0: But, like, I was, like, I kind of just expected that they would, like, I don't know, like, keep her in, like, a hospital for a couple days while they, like, questioned her or whatever. But, like.
1: I guess they kind of, like, it's just implied that that they do interview her and that they don't really get a lot of information. And then it is kind of a matter of being, like, allowed to go say your last goodbyes. I think there's an element of, like, thinking it's a, like, a gift to be able to say, like. Because they, they contact the family and say, like, do you want to come see your dead daughter again? And, like, all of her friends know that she's back. And they all, like, her They all say are...
0: no. They all yeah. say no, like, <laughs> don't want to see her. Because they, like, say, hey, like, it was already painful enough to lose her the first time. Like...
1: Yeah. But I think from her. the police perspective, they are thinking, like, okay, well, we... D- we like, we could either keep her in a hospital where she'll just like die in 48 hours and just like or we can we can give her the chance to you know make amends and say her last goodbyes but like realistically everyone's like i don't want to do that
0: right yeah it's interesting it's also interesting like how i feel like this is like one of the least
1: trans
0: i mean i got like um it's more trans than uh whatchamacallit the world Well lost but like the fact that this character is trans is like, I make, I guess it's kind of cool that, right, they say like, um, oh, like when you revive someone with this drug, like they come back a little bit different. Like they're not exactly. Right. And when she comes back, she's like forgotten that she's trans and she like only like remembers it because she, well, she doesn't even like remember that it's her. She like finds among her stuff, like a pamphlet that's like, post-op care information for like Mm. trans srs and she's like is that mine or like my ex's?" or that's my favorite thing about the story though
1: i love really cool
0: it is like really cool it is really like fun
1: i love the whole meditation on like where in you is your like it, it it necessitates kind of a setup where they don't talk about the transness at first because you as the reader kind of have to get into the mindset of like not caring about it so that it's like as much of a shock to you as it is to her when you're like oh wait there's trans stuff in the story which I guess is a little bit thrown off by the fact it's in like a trans anthology but um right yeah like I
0: was, I was like I assume this character's going to be <laughs> like, yeah. but then like-
1: but I, I guess like that is why it works really well, It's, like a kind of handbound book that I love loaning my little book of it to people so that they like don't know um, the background. But I, I love it from that perspective of like, so much of the language in the story is situating Tabitha like in like, her relationship to her body is so distant. Like there's a line where she very initially describes herself as like, "That's me. I am the body." And then sometimes she's like, I don't know if I am Tabitha or if I'm just like something inside of her and like the real me is off somewhere else. And it's not until she kind of realizes that she is trans, that she feels that wholeness again. Cause there's the comparison to a migrant losing all connection to their home country as an effect of fracturing. And I, I I I really love Imago because I just think it's like sweet, like it's so sad, but it's such a sweet kind of like, love letter to being trans in a way to being like this woman literally is like fractured and is missing a part of herself when she doesn't know that she's trans like she could like even if she lived on and she didn't die after 48 hours if she came back and she just thought she was a cis woman she just wouldn't be right like she doesn't actually she isn't able to like rest in peace until she actually knows that she was trans and because that is like the most essential part of her, like it is part of like her soul and like what makes her a person,
0: and it's connected also with like so much of the other stuff going on. In this right, like you're talking about this, like sort of like I am that body. That's mm. like not just a. That's like not right. Like to to go back to the thing that we started this entire conversation with, like that is not just like a metaphor in this in the in this sort of yeah. Like, that, that is like literal because the other thing that is that is true about Tabitha is that she is. Um, Blind, and yeah, in this yeah, future, yeah. in this future, she had like um, robotic eyes, and when she was murdered, the person that murdered her cut the eyes out to steal them to sell them, and so when she is like, you know, revived, they like give her this like shitty like little camera that they like hook up to the like GoPro.
1: To the
0: yeah, no, and so she's literally looking at herself in the third person. And she's like, oh, this is, like, so, like, disorienting. And she's like, my old cameras were way better. This camera that they gave me sucks. I, like, don't know. Like, she was like, yeah, my old eyes could, like, I could, like, see around me with them. They could, like, see around corners because they could, like, use shadows to, like, extrapolate things and, like. I hate these eyes. And so <laughs> another another really cool thing. The story's like got like so much like just like weird details that are like so cool, right? Like she's like um oh what's the word for it? Um a lepido, lepido- Oh a lepidopterist. Le- lepidopterist, right? And <laughs> as part of her as part of her lepidoptery, she had been like she made these like little drones that were like shaped like butterflies that she was going to like program to like follow like a butterfly migration to like record data. And she hadn't sent them out by the time that she was murdered. So then when she gets back to her house, she like hacks them into her eyes. So she like has these like eight butterflies that are just like flying around her that she's like using to see.
1: It oh. all comes together so well. Like there's so many discrete parts that would feel like, oh, you're just throwing that in because image but because you have like that overarching theme of like the the like the butterfly because there's little segments about lepidoptery in between and because yeah. it is about like butterflies that like remember past parts of their past selves through the chrysalis, like, and stuff like chrysalis
0: that, yeah
1: yeah like it all it just all like comes together so well
0: no and then there's also like the right and then there's god yeah like the the sort of like the climactic scene where she like finds the person that like well they find the person that like stole her eyes specifically but then she's like well why would you do this and he's like i just needed your eyes and she's like i don't believe you i've seen you before you know me who like put you up to this and then it's like it turns out that he's like got this disease that like drives people psychotic and like he was promised like a cure by this woman that was like bring me like robot parts and I can cure you and that was just her like she was just doing that to make money I guess but then yeah when like she finds this out she's like okay well I'm gonna go kill this bitch and like <laughs> <laughs> she goes and she does it and like when she's like in the room like really like grotesquely like murdering this woman like the the scene of her like
1: the two scenes of violence are so, like, because they, they are, the, one, like, the one earlier on where she remembers, like, her eyes reconnect, and without oh, yeah. any warning, like, she remembers her own murder through, like, the, the cybernetic inputs of her eyes. Like, it's so, it's like, it, like, it's so... I feel like I can hear the baseline when I read that, because it's got a really weird formatting that like reminds me so much of like I mean <laughs> like I, I know Hunter gex is like the obvious like comparison but like I feel like you can just it's it's just like the way it's laid out on the page with this like fucked up punctuation and these repetitive words like I feel like you can just hear the like sonic breakdown even just from reading it yeah And yeah, when she um, murders the the Red Witch, that's just gnarly. It's so, it's so good.
0: Genuinely, like, unhinged. You're like, holy shit, this person. But then she also... It's also full punches. No, it does not. And then she also gets with that, like, all the memories of, like, her lover, who's, like,
1: Mm. she's, like, getting, like,
0: little, like, flashes of, like, throughout, but she, like, really doesn't remember her, and you get this, like, sort of, like... Right, like, I think her lover had died, like, years ago by the time that she Nine years, yeah. Yeah, and they'd only been together for, like, four months. But it was this, like, really intense relationship, and, like... But it was also, right, like, really painful because her lover got this, right, this, like, disease that, like... I was was actually kind of unclear on... So does Tabitha... Tabitha also has this disease, but she, like, has, like, a latent form of it or something like that? No,
1: she... So Tabitha has... Albinism, unrelatedly. Okay, because um,
0: the disease is called like the white death or
1: something like that. That that's the thing is it's. I think it's mentioned one time that like when she was a kid, she was bullied for being for having albinism, and thought then that it
0: was connected to the disease.
1: I think she was being bullied for that, and then when the disease like started spreading, like it, it doubled down, and people would start treating her like she okay. was the thing causing it, which is why when Diane kind of breaks down she says all these things that are like tabitha's worst fears cuz like tabitha obviously knows that she isn't actually related to the disease and she's like that's why it hurts even worse because she knows that she she isn't the reason because i think it mentions specifically that like there's a vaccine that only people with a certain like genetic combination or whatever like can use like most people don't have the right genes for it and when they're at the funeral for a, a friend of theirs who died of the disease everybody's like oh, yeah, it's a shit that we don't have that. And Tabitha's like, yeah, I know. And then afterwards, why did you lie? Because she does, she is actually immune to the disease.
0: Okay, interesting. Yeah, I hadn't hadn't exactly put all that together because it was like, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's a little bit dense. It's a little
0: bit dense. There's like a lot of moving parts, right? But yeah, like the the sort of like the pain of like that moment where, um, yeah, her lover, is it Diane?
1: yeah yeah
0: and, yeah yeah, yeah is like is yeah like blaming her for like getting sick is like so like
1: fuck like oh my god it's god. so hard and then when she immediately because like she she hits tabitha and then immediately like not egg, egg well i mean the psychotic episode ends and she like doesn't know why tabitha's crying and tabitha has her finger over the panic button to get the nurse but she doesn't press it like it kills mm-hmm. me every time now, um, yeah, it's. If. but yeah and then like it's it's a little it's a little on the nose sometimes but like the entire tabitha remembering that she is trans and diane just being like why wouldn't you be proud of this and like even though it's like so like looks into the camera and tells you like it's trans i'm still like yeah it is <laughs> it is nice yeah but yeah i really love um i i've I, oh God, I hope you can't hear that. My dog's going crazy outside. You're fine. Um, kind of. <laughs> the I, I specifically like my little like area of expertise, Well, not expertise, but like my area of research. Um, I never explained who I was when I came on, or like why I'm like <laughs> <laughs> remotely qualified to talk about this. Um, belatedly, uh, I am. I, I am a writer, so I do like write like my own trans sci-fi and fantasy and horror stories, but I am also an editor of an anthology. And I've also written, like, essays and done a couple of conference presentations on the topic of, like, depictions of transition and of HRT, like, specifically, like, physical and medical transition in, like, contemporary trans sci-fi and fantasy um, to see, like, how do we picture transition when we are not like bound by the rules of like the world as it is now um and that's and specifically within that uh, there's a good few that are about like undead trans people so I got really into that specifically and being like why do trans people keep writing like zombies and vampires and ghosts and like undead people um and a lot of it is like fairly obvious it's like you know trans people famously die a lot so it's nice to have like a power fan dies but then they like come back Um
0: and I remember that's one of the other stories in Meanwhile Elsewhere um, Delicate Bodies right
1: yes uh, yeah yeah that was the <laughs> other big one that's a very
0: a very sort of gruesome moment where a woman like literally like just physically inverts her penis to yeah she just <laughs> rips her... <laughs> she, she just
1: doesn't like, even invert it. it she just rips it off like um, it's such a completely oh different tone, but, um, I... Very intense. <laughs> yeah, there, there's wildly varying tones, um, and definitely, like, you know, it's a matter of personal preference, and Imago is more, like, the kind of thing that I like, like, it's a little, um, like, the writing in stuff like The Gift and Delicate Bodies is a little bit more, uh, casual in a way that's, like, not usual, um, but at the same time, like, it's so self indulgent and like I, I mean we could a gift obviously but um there is yeah. something very uh there is something quite nice to just reading a story and being like you just had the most fun doing this didn't you?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. No, I I enjoy when I can tell that a writer is really like uh really just going at their own stuff. Just like mm-hmm. like Delaney is a great writer for that. Like anytime that like it happens all the time that there'll be like a male character that's just wearing one shoe and it's like <laughs> I don't fucking get it, dude, but, like, I understand what this is doing for you, and I appreciate it. I support (laughs) you. Like.
1: So specific. (laughs) Like,
0: it's not even, like, a foot thing. It's, like, one shoe. Like, one barefoot, one shoe.
1: When you imagine, (laughs) when you're a sci-fi author who imagined a possible permutation of human sexuality, you just gotta make up something new for yourself. You gotta find new boundaries. (laughs) and then oh, break uh, them <laughs> yeah so i i really like imago though i don't my my party thought that i i think that we we talked about it a little bit vaguely so i think you could st- still read it and like even knowing kind of the general just have a good time um i right. i think that like my my biggest complaints about imago are honestly like it's a little bit dense but i also know that like when you submit a short story to an anthology like there is a word count so yeah i would love like i would love to be expanded to like a a novella even like just it feels like there's room for that yeah yeah there's
0: definitely room for that it is like a really cool story there's like yeah there's just like it does feel like for how much stuff is in it it does feel like the author really thought about like okay what are all this sort of implications for this and that's just something I really enjoy in sci-fi when like you see like the implications of these things that are not like, again, and another like weird, like necrophilia moment, right? There's like,
1: Oh yeah. I meant to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like the sex driver... work moment, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like the, the driver is like, um... Oh yeah, that's right. Right. The driver is like, you know, if you're willing to lie still, I know some people that'll pay some really good money for this and like, He says that at first, and she's just... in The first time that he's, like, driving her home from the morgue. And then, like, later, he's driving her somewhere else. And she's like, you know, I actually, like, need some of that money to do something real quick. Like... (laughs) And And that's
1: uh... one of my favorite lines when, like, it's... The scene ends, it's implied that she's about to go have sex with somebody who will, like, pay her to lie still and pretend she's dead. And then the next scene just opens with Tabitha going... If I'm completely 100% honest with myself, it's not the worst sex I've ever had.
0: <laughs> really? Oh my god, Tapatha Girl.
1: <laughs> what a queen.
0: Oh my god, yeah. I do like the idea of having little, like, butterflies around as your, like, visual input. That sounds really cool. Um, it,
1: honestly, like, I, I'm very much, um, I, I rarely... Like, I I don't really like when people talk about short stories or books and stuff, and they're like, oh my god, this would be such a great film, as if, like, that's the natural endpoint of any art, that, like, the best thing you can be is, like, a live-action film. Even if something's, like, a really great animated film, it's like, oh, what if it was live-action? All that said, I still think that Imago would make such a beautiful film.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, it would, I, I, I could see it, I could, I can really see it It does have a lot of, like, very filmic qualities.
1: Um, yeah, the, the camera, I mean, the camera work, but, like, the literal camera work is um, so well described without being, like, like, it can be um, very yeah. jarring if somebody just, like, describes a scene too much, you're like, okay, yeah, you just want me to picture this, but there's no interiority, but, like, the way she marries, um, the kind of, the removal that Tabitha feels from her own. Sight, I feel, is very well done.
0: Yeah. No, it... Yeah, it rolls.